RadioInfluence.com. everybody welcome to the forking around town podcast this is your host tracy and for those of you that are you know current listeners thank you again for for always supporting me and for those of you that might be new welcome i wanted to today's episode is going to be a little bit different i wanted to really share with you guys um basically answering questions that have been presented to me on instagram for the last probably three or four months So for those of you that know me and follow me, um, I'm all about food and local events and everything in Tampa Bay. I love sharing recipes and, you know, things like that, different products that I love. And for the last five months and in actually in about four days, it'll be six months since I've had an alcoholic beverage. I've really been on a different kind of a path. And I've had so many people reach out to me and say, you know what? Tracy, I, I've been watching you. I've been seeing what you're doing. I've, you know, first of all, a lot of you may not know this, but I did have an Instagram account that I started in uh, 2017 and I lost it in 2021. So I had to rebuild and it's, it's been a challenge. Like with everything in life, it's hard to start over, but a lot of people who have been following me since day one and listening to this podcast have really watched my process and they've seen how I've grown and how I've actually really changed over the last five months. And I've had some, particularly women, reach out to me and say, you know, I feel so inspired after watching your posts, following your journey, and is there any way you can help me? And it just kind of became a common message I was getting. People were asking me for help. And I started setting up phone calls with people and unfortunately, with my day job and everything, because I'm, I'm just really, really busy, plus being a single mom and kids and all that stuff, I was finding myself not having the time that I would really want to give to people. And I thought, you know, this, I never thought of it, but maybe this is my calling in life to help other people to be, you know, get through those hard times in their lives and using my own failures and things I've done as kind of a guideline and to inspire them. So... I had somebody reach out to me and say, I would love if you did a podcast talking about how you got to where you are today and what was it that got you there and how do you stay on track? Because this person said she's tried over and over again. She just can't get her shit together for lack of a better word. She said, I'll go like a week without drinking and eating really good. And then I just completely fall off the wagon and then I'm right back to where I was and I'm feeling depressed. And you seem to have really stuck with it. Well, yes, I I have to say I am extremely proud of the fact that I have been so dedicated and it was not, there wasn't anything that really happened. It wasn't like I hit a rock bottom or anything like that. I think I like to compare it as being kind of like a volcano. I had so much stuff just boiling inside of me and I was making bad decisions. I was just not living my best life. And I finally just had enough and I just exploded. And I woke up one day and I said, you know what? I am done with this portion of the program. And I've never looked back. And as each day goes on, I feel so completely removed from the person that I used to be five months ago. I don't ever want to go back to that. Um, And by that, I have to say it really has to do with, with alcohol. Now, first of all, I want you guys to know this. 
if you if you love drinking, God bless you. I have nothing against it like that. I don't want anyone to think I'm being judgmental because I've been that person where I've been around people who weren't drinking and I would always think, what is their problem? Why aren't they having a good time? It's not about that. I, I love wine. I will always love wine. Champagne has always been my beverage of choice. I mean, I grew up in Northern California. Um, you know, when I was from a very young age, I learned a deep appreciation for wine. I was drinking super expensive wines when I was in my early 20s. And I've always had a palate for, you know, just expensive wines and things like that. So I, I love wine. It is something that I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again, because who knows what the future may hold. But for right now, I am not. And I don't have any intention on drinking for a while. Now, it would take me hours to explain my entire journey and just go through my entire life. So I don't want to bore you guys. I just want to kind of give you the basics and a little bit of a background. And some of it, you know, it is very personal. But I mean, sometimes when you really face the things in your life that have held you back, it, it's very, it's very cathartic. It just, it just helps you just to let go of those things that have been holding you back for so long. So in a nutshell, um, you know, I, I have to say this, I never drank until I was 21. Um, always around liquor all my life. I mean, my dad was in the restaurant business. My parents loved, you know, going to wine country all the time. We only were an hour away. My dad was always entertaining, having people over and, you know, liquor was just, I was always around it all my life, but I never had a desire to drink. And even when I turned 21, it just, it wasn't something that really appealed to me. But when I started working in restaurants, particularly as a bartender, it just became a big part of my life. And I used to work at this place in downtown San Jose, and I just, I was there for six years. It was right before I moved to Tampa. We would drink our entire shift. You know, we come in for work and back in those days, don't judge, my drink of choice was Captain and Diet Coke. So I'd always have a pint glass and the bartender just kept filling it up. Now I will say this, I am very proud of this fact. I have never messed around with drinking and driving. I've always been terrified of that. I take it very, very much to heart. So in those days, I actually was able to walk to work. So I've always been a big advocate of taking an Uber and being safe. So if you are going to go out and drink, make sure you're being responsible. And that was always me. I'm not going to say there weren't times in my life that I shouldn't have driven because I think we've all been there. But you know, 95% of the time I was so incredibly careful. I used to have a friend who was a police officer and one night after work, I had just had a glass of wine. I said, let me try out your breathalyzer. So he let me go into, and back, this is when they actually had him in their cars. I mean, this was a long time ago. So I go back to go to his cop car and sure enough, I would have gotten a DUI off of one glass of wine. Now, of course, everyone's different. It depends on your weight and things like that. But, um, that really was, it kind of scared me to never want to mess with that. So very proud of that fact. But, you know, moving to Tampa was a big culture shock for me. And I think from the moment I moved to Tampa in May of 2003, it was such a party town for me. And I got right back into bartending. I was hanging out every single night after work and going out and drinking my ex who I moved here with, I mean, we were always out boating. And of course, you know, you get up early, you go on a boat. What do you do? You start drinking. And we were always just going to parties and tailgating and you name it. So it was just a big, big part of my life. And looking back on those days, I probably drank five to six days a week, which is a lot. And that continued. Um, then, you know, fast forward a few years, um, 
that relationship ended. I get into one with the father of my kids. I met him at a bar. We used to hang out at a sports bar all the time, and that's all we did. And then, of course, you know, I had went on to have two kids, never drank when I was pregnant. So those were probably the longest periods of time that I went without drinking during both of my pregnancies. And then when our relationship didn't work out, I went into a bit of a depression. And when I didn't have my kids and they were with their dad, what did I do? I was going out with friends and we would always drink too much. Now, one of my one of my friends who I met when I first moved to Tampa, she was actually in the delivery room when my daughter was born. Uh, she, it's, it's really hard for me to talk about, but she committed suicide, um, gosh, a little over a year ago. And, you know, I met her when I had only been here about a year. I met her in a restaurant I was working at and we became very close. She got me a job at, um, she worked at a CPA firm and she got me in the door. And it was during that time when I was actually a single mom, but I was pregnant with, um, with my daughter and I, my son at the time was like a year and a half. And her and I, you know, we, we were friends. We had our ups and downs, but she was always a drinker. And it just seemed that as I had kids, we kind of grew apart. But she would always arrive at restaurants where I worked. And there were so many times where I was really worried about her. And, you know, she had several DUIs. And I never knew that she was really dealing with a severe depression. I found out so much after she passed away. And it really kind of hit me because I thought it's crazy how someone can really seem to have everything going on in their life, but you don't know what they're struggling with. And it's scary to me to think that somebody would even consider taking their life. And the night that it happened, apparently she had been out drinking all day. And I believe in my heart that had she not been super intoxicated, she may not have made that decision. I mean, no one will ever know, but it's, she's somebody that I think about every single day. And I just think of all the situations that she was in, you know, she had a couple of DUIs and it was like, was it really worth it? You know, alcohol was destroying her and ultimately it took her life. And that was just one of the things that kind of started really surfacing in my mind as I was getting close to making this decision. And of course, you know, I, I went through a really hard time after my mother passed away in 2019. And then I just, from 2019 through most of 2022, I was always around the wrong people. I didn't realize how much of a depression I was in. And it was pretty deep. I was, I was hiding it. No one ever knew. I was always the happy girl forking around town and no one knew the struggles that I had. And I used to go home every night, especially after being at events, and I would drink glass after glass of wine because I just was not happy. And it's depression is a very scary thing. And if you don't really like deal with it head on and you're mixing things like drinking, some people, you know, experiment with different types of drugs, it can be a very, very bad combination. And I was just falling further and further down this dark hole and I was just sad. And there were so many times when I would wake up in the morning and I would think, okay, I need to, I need to really get my life together. I need to get rid of these bad habits that I have. I need to stop hanging around these people that are not good for me. But for some reason I couldn't do it. I just, no matter how much I wanted it, I wasn't ready. 
And I continued to make these bad decisions. Now, one thing that I would always do, and I look back now and I don't even recognize who I was back then, but I would go down to the local sports bar and I would have a few drinks and then I would start buying drinks for everybody that was there. And I was meeting the wrong types of guys and they were all just using me, you know, oh, Tracy, she gets invited to all these events. I'm going to go hang out with her. And, you know, they sure did take advantage of me. And I think that was finally what really led me to just make a big change. So I, I have to say it is now, you know, end of February, moving on to March. It has been, gosh, the last time I actually ever hung out with a guy was probably, it was in August of, of 2022. I have been completely alone. I have really kind of isolated myself and not in a bad way. I've been taking a lot of time to really reflect on the last pretty much 20 years of my life from when I moved here from California and really just, you know, take a step back and think, why was I making these decisions? Why was I doing these things? Why, like what led me to become so dependent on drinking? And so my last drink that I had was August 28th. And I remember that very clearly because I have an app on my phone that's called Sober Plus. And I was kind of looking around. I needed something to track my progress. You know, we all have fitness things and it was one of the ones that popped up and I love it. Um, Every day I do a a quick little check-in and it's really neat because they have, there's a lot of people kind of like a forum and they go on there and they share their stories. And when people say they've had struggles with alcohol, there are all different levels. There are people that, you know, only drank three times a week. There are people that would drink every single day from the moment they got up till the moment they went to bed. You know, it's, it affects everybody in different ways and only you know when it's time for you to stop. And I love reading people's stories. I think they're very inspiring. And I've got on there a few times and shared some of my experiences. And the one thing I will say is I didn't realize how many people struggle with really quitting. They'll go on there and say, I relapsed. I had another incident. And I'm very proud to say that I haven't had that happen. I'm at this point where it's almost like I've come so far, I don't want to go back. And I'm, it's weird. I get like that with certain things. Like if I'm, for example, I'm obsessed with working out right now and I work out six days a week. If I only work out five days a week, I go insane. I will push myself to go do something, even if it's the gym is closed. I'll go for a quick run, you know, around my neighborhood or something. And I think it's just, it's all kind of a mindset. But what has helped me really get through all of this and overcome all of these things that were just holding me back was to make a plan. And that's exactly what I did. I started writing down um, a list of all the things and problems that were happening in my life because of drinking and making their own decisions. I wrote down goals and things that I had wanted to accomplish, but I wasn't getting there because of the fact that, you know, I was having, you know, so many struggles with this. And it was crazy. When I really took a step back and looked at this list, I was just blown away. And I have never been happier in my life. And one thing I've been doing over the last five months is really, I made a list of things that were bothering me. Like, for example, um, my brother and I were always very close. Um, You know, it was just the two of us growing up in our family. And Ever since our mother passed away, I don't know what shifted, 
but there has been this incredible distance between us. It's like we don't speak. And I don't know what it is. Um, my brother was married before. And when he was married, I was so close with his wife. And we used to talk on the phone all the time. She would always call and chat with my kids. Of course, they were much younger back then. And, you know, he's been in a different relationship now. And I don't know his current girlfriend, but for whatever reason, there's just this wedge between us and I can't figure it out. And, you know, every time it's like my birthday or Christmas, like, well, my birthday, for example, like last year, I waited all day for my brother to text me and he never did. And it just really devastated me. And it was just a reason for me to have a few drinks. And so I am definitely, it is in my, my plans to reach out to my brother and find out like what happened is, you know, it's hard because we live in different States. I know that sometimes, you know, you know, people grow apart, especially when there's so much distance between them. But I just remember talking with my dad after my brother passed away and he's like, Tracy, I don't understand why you guys don't talk. And I thought, you know, you're, you're right. And it's weird, but these are all things that, you know, sometimes you get wrapped up in life and you don't think about it. So I'm trying to do this the best way that I know possible. And that is by making a list and I'm tackling things one at a time. One of my worst habits in my entire life is wanting to do all these things and never getting any of them done. I'm the master of ideas, but I could never bring them into fruition. Like, what, is, what do they say? Jack of all trades, master of none. I've, I've always had a creative mind, but I'll get excited about something and then I, I get bored and I move on to something else. So that is something that I have struggled with and I'm trying really hard right now to not be that person. And the best way for me to do that is to take things just one at a time. And so, for example, for me, it was, okay, stop drinking and working out. I'm, I'm a master at those right now. And then, you know, the third thing for me to do was, okay, I'm going to spend every single day writing in a journal because if it has to be for me, it's like I have to put, I, it sounds silly and no one should live their life like this, or maybe I don't know if it helps, but I have to put everything in a calendar and I schedule a time every day to sit down and write how I'm feeling, you know, what kind of thoughts were going through my mind. Did, was I missing certain things? Was I feeling sad? Was I feeling happy? And I love to go back and look at my progress. And I think that is one of the greatest tools that I've had is really documenting everything. And I love to go back and look at pictures. And one thing I like to do is every month I like to do pictures of myself at the gym and really see that progress. It is one of the bi biggest motivators I have ever had because when you see how far you've come, you don't want to go back to the way that you were. And that's exactly how I feel right now. And again, you know, to answer a lot of your guys's questions, like how do you stay motivated? It's just one of those things. I mean, for me, it's just in me. It was time. I just, I finally made this decision and I can't go a day without taking care of myself. I've really cleaned up a lot of habits. The only thing that I, I am struggling with is the amount of caffeine that I drink. Um, I've always been a, a coffee person, an energy drink person. So I'm really trying to scale back on those. Um, a lot of people, when they, when they give up alcohol, they look for substitutes I, I haven't really been that person, but I will say I, because I work from home, I find myself, um, 
making more cups of coffee than I should or drinking more energy drinks and it's hard. I try, it's, it's been about two months now that I try to just drink one cup of coffee during the day. I used to drink like three or four. And then at night, sometimes if I'm working late, I like to have another cup. But one of the things I did is I recently I got one of those Nespresso machines, which I freaking love that thing. Um, they're not they're not exactly cheap. They're pricey, and the capsules for them are are expensive. But it's still a lot less expensive than going out and buying coffee from one of the you know coffee chains like Starbucks or Dunkin'. So that's one thing I've done. And water, you have to be creative with water. I went and got myself a half gallon jug. I add flavor enhancers to my water and. I drink at least a minimum of half a gallon a day. I do try to shoot for a gallon. It just depends. Sometimes it's not as easy. But just those things alone have really helped me. And when I go out to events, oh, I have to say this. So I was at an event this past weekend. It was put on by Creative Loafing, the newspaper. It was called Brunched. Tampa Bay. And it was a brunch event. They had a bunch of different restaurants that were showcasing what, you know, their, their brunch items. They had all kinds of drinks. And I remember when I got there, I thought, Hmm, what are they going to have for me if I'm not drinking since there's so many Bloody Marys and mimosas? Well, there was a company there. They're based in St. Petersburg and they're called Urban Flow and they are a non-alcoholic bottle shop. And they had these Oh my gosh, I tried this Italian sparkling non-alcoholic wine. It was fantastic. I had mimosas, bellinis, and they were just beautifully presented. I loved everything that they did. So that really was nice. And I was so excited. I connected with them. I'll actually be having the owners on a future episode. And because of them, I was able to go and connect with a lot of these brands that, you know, feature non-alcoholic spirits, which is great. Because I think it's definitely really starting to come up. Um, over the last two years, I've noticed such an increase in non-alcoholic brands that are out on the market. And it seems like every time I turn around, and now I'm since I'm really into this world, I see so many different types. And it's really, it's really refreshing to see that. I was actually chatting with a friend of mine who works at an Italian restaurant in Tampa. And she was telling me, she goes, you know, Tracy, I, I've been like watching you and you kind of inspired me. I was always a vegetarian and now I'm getting back into it. And my next step is to stop, you know, consuming alcohol. And she was telling me that she's really been pushing the owner of the restaurant to get some of these non-alcoholic options because I think they have just one non-alcoholic beer, which, ugh. you know, I've never been a beer person, so... Whenever I see that's the only option, it's kind of sad for me. But I hope, you know, that answers some of your guys' questions. Um, if I could give you any advice, the first thing that you have to do is make that list. Write down all the things that you're unhappy with and why. Like, if you, like for example, let's say your weight. Okay, why are you unhappy with your weight and what's causing it? Is it bad eating habits? Is it going out and enjoying too many happy hours? Once you can identify the causes of every single thing that you're unhappy with, I really think that that is the first step in opening your eyes to realizing that there are other ways that you can tackle these problems. And if I didn't write things down, there is no way that I would be where I am today. It's, it's just been, it's been such a great help. So if you guys ever have any other questions, um, I did put out a story on Instagram and I got like 37 responses. So I'll be doing all those in another episode on a podcast because I'm still getting them as we speak. I just got two more right now. 
So um, one thing I would like to do is there's a way that I can put up an anonymous link so you don't have to disclose your name. Because I know on Instagram it shows who you are, but there is an app that I have where people can go on there and I have no idea who's asking these questions because you might not want me to know who you are and that's completely understandable. So I will be doing an episode to answer some of those questions and I hope to have... um, I've connected with a few people in Tampa who have gone down the same path as me. So as soon as they're ready to be on camera and to be on my podcast, I would love to chat with them so they can, you know, share their journey and everything. So you guys, if you have any questions, email me Tracy at forkingaroundtown.com or just give me a follow on Instagram at Tracy Forks Around Town. And don't forget, a new episode comes out every Friday on radioinfluence.com or wherever else you like to go to download and listen to your favorite podcasts. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mm-hmm.